Hey everybody, welcome to another week of the Soccer Thread Podcast. I'm Dan Schrader, I'm in Portland, Oregon. Uh, we're missing Mike tonight, which is sad, uh, but uh, you know, the, th- the three of us will soldier on, we will go forth, we'll record this podcast, and uh, hopefully Mike will listen and, and find some joy, and may- maybe one or, other, one or two other people will also, uh, to help me try to bring joy to three total people in the world. Uh, Colin Smith is in the swamp. I'm in the swamp. Uh, my uh, my learning of the week this week, or my new game, I should say, is uh, is fortune cookies. That's the audio effect right there. Oh, oh, wow! Fortune cookies, not because of what's inside. I feel like that's overrated. But the game is when you order Chinese food, how many fortune cookies do they give you? Because that really is how many people they think are eating this food that like, <laughs> they're like, <laughs> clearly this amount of food is yeah. for X people. Right. And you know, for a long time, my wife and I ordering Chinese food, the two of us, uh, you know, three to four this week, I got seven, I got seven fortune cookies. Wow. wow. And you know, we order the same from the same place. Like the math hasn't changed, but, uh, you know, when you get a hundred dollars worth of Chinese food, uh, they either like you must Seven. have a family, big family. And you're like, mm, no, no, just like couldn't that. say no to some of those Thai ribs on the menu. I, you know, yeah. I have, I have like these weird points of of social anxiety. One of which being, uh, I have like a strange fear. I used to have a big fear walking around a college campus at McAllister in Cafe Mac that someone would just come up and smack my. Uh, my uh, cafeteria tray, tray, uh, Mm -hmm. just like slap it on the floor. Um, I'm. I also, (laughs) which would be like, they like. I'm not. I don't think you're irrational for thinking that. You know, you you did some things in college that people would have been mad about. (laughs) There there were enemies. There were enemies. Chinchilla. Uh, (laughs) And then I also had a fear that like the person that was making my food, so like. At Subway, which is maybe problematic to name drop, um, but like as I was making, as I was asking for things on the sandwich, like the person that was making the sandwich, are they thinking this is disgusting? How is this person eating this? This is like oh. awful. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then let me, and then also like ordering in, especially if it's a meal for one and Jill's not home, and I'm getting a lot. Like mm-hmm. I think to myself like. Are these people getting this and being like, this fat ass is going bonkers? No, this Why family is... of seven. They're I know. Just like this family of seven. <laughs> so I try to like make a big show of like when I open up the door, I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, the food is here. Even though it's for me, you know, so that... it's nobody else home. <laughs> Your cat goes like scampering away because he's like, what the hell is happening? <laughs> you're like, you're like, uh, Kids, the food is here because it's like 55 chicken nuggets. <laughs> uh, I was once told at Subway, you know, have my sandwich made. The person goes, oh, this is a wonderful sandwich. I would like to watch you eat it. <laughs> <laughs> we were like, uh, sorry, we're going to go to the park to eat. We're going, see you, bye. <laughs> 
Listen, I'm not going to kink shame anybody, but that, you know. That's that's wild. That's wild to admit if you're the sandwich guy. Yeah, good for the you. The sandwich artist. Good for you. If that's if that's your kink, what better place to work than Subway, though, really? <laughs> this is weird for me because uh, when, I mean, we were going, I'm assuming this was, a, was this a co- at college? In college? Oh, okay. That was not, no. Because when we were in college and I was living with Palmer, I was trying to gain a lot of weight for football and the subway uh, near McAllister, I would go very often one summer and always get two uh, sandwiches, two footlongs. And uh, one of the guys, by the time I was, had done this a few times and it was like, this guy's always getting two footlongs and he's like, not that big. He's not 300 pounds, but he's getting two footlongs. He was like, two sandwich guy, what's up? <laughs> I, and so I, if that was the same guy, then that would be a little creepy. He's like, ooh, two sandwich guy, you can <laughs> eat double? When I, uh, when I worked... At my first school, there was a subway across the street. And so I obviously ate subway every single day. Uh, And my order was pretty consistent. And um, at one point, I had been there so often that they like, it was almost as if they knew what to get uh, Mm -hmm. and get that ready. Um, But they, you know, whatever. Uh, So then at one point, I walked out and the guy said, see you tomorrow. And I was like mortified. I was like, "How how can you how can you assume that I'm going to be back here tomorrow? I'm going to be back here tomorrow, but you don't need to say see you tomorrow." Come on, I was I was thinking about that like, in a fast food restaurant. <laughs> yeah, Subway's not so bad. Come on, Subway's not so bad. Oh yeah, that's amazing. Uh, I I needed to tell you guys about maybe the highlight of my life so far happened this weekend. Ooh. Yesterday morning, get up. You know, making some uh, scrambled eggs for breakfast. Just nice little morning. My son, who's recently turned three, goes, Daddy, I have an idea. Which is like his favorite thing to say right now. When it doesn't really need to actually be like an actual idea. Just when he's going to say anything, it's, I have an idea. And I was like, yeah, what's that? He goes, we should turn on soccer. Wow. Like, yes. I was oh like, my God. yes, that- we should. <laughs> That is like a. Proud. That is a. Oh my oh, god! Man. So good. What a moment! You what just an idea him up that in the is! Air like Simba from The Lion King, and you were just like, <laughs> "Yes," and carried him over to yeah. the TV. Yeah. Exactly. Man. It was, you know, it's the moment that I've been waiting for. Those weekend mornings. Mm. I don't know why the soccer wasn't on. I don't know, but he knew. Good job. I have an idea. Good job, yep. kid. Man, just just yep. waiting for the moment until he starts writing long form emails about. Uh, the, the pregame <laughs> photos. Just wait. <laughs> I can't wait. Uh, um, I don't have any other warm ups. I just needed to. I was so excited about that. That makes me um, warm inside. Yeah, Colin, can you take us into the emails? I can. I can. Um, so we got some decent emails this week. Good job, listeners. Good job. We got one from the Revs fan at gmail dot com. Uh, he says, you haven't lost the Revs as the Revs fan as a listener. How beautiful was it this past weekend to watch Orlando City, in quotes, because he hates Orlando. <laughs> I had forgotten how much the Revs fan one hated Orlando. Yeah. But Rich is... I read this email and just made me so happy. Yeah. Totally meltdown. <laughs> what a despicable franchise. What a despicable <laughs> franchise. After it that... is. Let's talk about this game. Absolutely despicable. Oh my god, that that tackle was despicable. And then to get in the guy's face, you saw his Palmer was yeah. on the yeah. text mad yeah. at them. But this was bad. This was bad. This was bad. Especially 
as that's neutral, at least to uh, the the Revs Orlando rivalry, if that's a how is that thing, a rivalry? You know, whatever. But uh, you know, I don't care for either of them. But last week we all were behind Orlando and this story and the Schlager going in goal and this yeah. whole thing. And all then of it. This week they just kill it all, just Tanked. burn it down. So yeah. yeah. So just the context: yeah, uh, Orlando down one nil, maybe two one, something like that. This guy. Puts in an absolutely flying two-footed knee-high challenge. Yeah, it's like a horror Straight tackle. red card. Yeah. Absolute horror tackle. Gets, I mean, the red card is out like before the guy stops sliding, right? Before, <laughs> like the momentum has not stopped and the it's red card is out. absolutely like it's, the one where you like, you make the tackle and you walk off the field. Like just mm, go. Don't even turn around to just look. Just go full Yeah, badass. just walk. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so he complains, and then the rest of his team, including Nani, who's like, you know, this world famous footballer and the captain and whatever. And Nani is like grabbing the referee oh, yeah. to like get in his face, which is like, you're not supposed to touch the ref. That should have been probably at least a yellow, if not a red, also. Like, just absolutely lost the plot, the whole team. Uh, despicable franchise. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I just, I just like that the, there's so much hate for Orlando's quote unquote city. City. Uh, it's just great. It's just great. I love. I love a rivalry. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This yeah, exactly. is bad. And the the thing about this tackle is that the referee was maybe five yards away from this. Like the reverse angle of just the a, of an the shot. Tackle. It's just like it, there's no. I don't understand how anyone could ever argue how this is not a red card. And just the the way it devolved after was pretty bad too. I mean, it's it's yeah. absolutely lost the plot is the complete like way to say this. It's not like he's five yards away from the ref. He has no chance of getting the ball. He actually doesn't like really put the hurt on that guy that badly. It's just like he really wants a red card. It's like he's, you yeah. know what I mean? Like it's it's not even like like he, he knows he's, he's got to clip him to to get the card, and he knows he it's got to be high to make it look bad. It's just like but the, like. It's just like the the worst thing you could do in that situation. Like, I want to lose yeah. this game for us. I want to throw this game. How can I do that? Yeah. Well, I'll do the, the most the most red card type tackle you can imagine right in front of the ref. Like textbook. Textbook, textbook red, card. red card. Yeah. This will be shown to referees in training videos. Red card. Like, incredible. This, so this is, I mean, we're, we've only talked about the red card. Nani also missed a penalty uh, that would have, tied the game i think at uh, at some point during right. the game not, um, not good at penalties and at yeah penalties. second penalty in the last week that he missed um and then also uh there was a lot of bitching about bruce arena um on the last pod and i don't think that we like bruce arena too much but the they go on and win this game they lose to columbus um how are we feeling on sunday how are we feeling about uh about columbus going through I mean, I don't hate Columbus. They're, Is that Columbus into the final then? Yeah. They're top of the East yep. into no. the final? Yeah, they're in the final. Yeah. Because then it's it's Loons and uh, uh, Sounders in the in the West. In the other side. Yeah. 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 That's right. And that's right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I like the crew. I mean... As much as I like any neutral team, right? Like, yeah, Dan's got his loons shirt on, but like, I'm wearing up the loons. You know, 
they're a likable franchise in that uh, you feel like whether you're a Caleb Porter fan or whether you're a Zardes fan or whatever, there's not anything about them to hate. They're not um, spending a ton of money and whatever you wish your club could do. No, they like kind of grow the right way and buy players and grow organically or something like that. They, you tend, know? To, they tend to like have an identity. Yeah. Like Berhalter was there. They played a certain way. Porter's there. They play a certain way. They're a good um, American soccer city. Like they had the first um, yep. uh, soccer specific stadium. Soccer specific stadium. Right. Yeah. And they obviously. They're, the they're an original MLS original team. Yep. Yeah. Right. All that good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. They're fine. I don't hate them. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're not called United like, or FC. I feel like that gives me as a team that I I, I don't care about. Like, Aren't I prefer they, the ones that aren't FC or whatever. aren't they aren't they Columbus Crew SC though? I think they sure, might but be at least SC. they have a nickname, you know. Okay, but they're the crew. I see. They're yeah, the crew. Yeah, yeah. yeah they're right. not just right. I got you. Caleb Porter, Porter Darlington Nagby. Um, no real real hard feelings for the ex Timbers guys. That's like, you know, give some familiarity. I guess is all I'm saying. Yeah. Like, and I don't hate them, yeah. so that's fine. Yeah. All right. Next email um, it's from. Oh wait! What with what? the crew having the crew name? I don't think we're talking about this anywhere else, so I'm bringing it up now. It. Reports this week that the Impact de Montreal are dropping Impact right. from this their name exactly because they think it it sounds too much like it's the USL club still or something. So they're just going to be Lay yeah. Montreal. They're in, yeah, uh, Montreal in, FC. Montreal FC. Yeah, Montreal FC. That was my attempt at a bad joke. Guys. Yeah, that was no, a good. It was good. Joke. No, good it was a good joke. joke. Yeah. Good job. Oh, all right, um, Cliff, laugh track me. <laughs> hit that uh no i mean that's exactly what i'm saying keevan was texting me all it's week dumb. this week keevan gets way more heated about this than anybody should but it's dumb i mean it's it's one level less dumb than real salt lake or sporting kansas city um and then the half level in between is orlando city um i would say or inter miami or united or you yeah, yeah united inter miami yeah, right is pretty and, dumb inter miami is pretty dumb FC I think is, Inter Miami's on the same as Real Salt Lake. Ooh, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's an international city. You can a little bit like is Salt Lake a royal city? Like, what the fuck? No, like, get the. Fuck but it's out like of here. so clearly a ripoff of Inter Milan. Right. Yeah, that's true. It's not like mm, that's true. There's not the like same a bunch as, of inters. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, all right. I'll anyway. give it to you. Uh, uh, <coughs> either way, they all suck. Um, <laughs> Keevan is. Kevin's mad that but, they're all FC too, not SC. He wants SCs like the crew because we call it soccer. Um, so, you know, you're a soccer club. That's what everyone calls it. You should be an SC. Um, maybe Is that true in Montreal? Yeah, Ma- we, maybe Montreal right. can get away with it, but still, whatever. Personally, I think the difference, like I don't give a shit if you call yourself FC or SC really, or even United, but like the Loons – I like that the loons have an identity, right? Mm-hmm. So they have like, they may be Minnesota United FC or some dumb shit, which is dumb. And I wish they didn't have, I wish they were the Minnesota loons, but at least they have this like loons thing. Yeah. Right. Um, whereas, and actually Orlando city has the lions kind of thing, but they're, but, like, but they're not, they don't go by the lions. They're, they're they should. Orlando I mean, city. Yeah. I would prefer they did. Right. But yeah, they don't go by, at least they have a thing. Whereas like Real Salt Lake and sport in Kansas city are just like, trading on that as their identity is yeah, the real yeah, or the right. sporting and that's so stupid Get the, that's just bad i i mean i don't know whatever 
not that I know anything about marketing, yeah. but to me, it just seems like bad marketing. Like that's if you were in Salt Lake, you're that's not your fan base. Yeah, bring like, back the whiz. Them, yeah, exactly. Bring back the whiz. <laughs> give them a mascot. Fucking shit. Anyway, we got off topic there. Uh, we got an email from Pedro Gomez. What is up, Soccer Thread? <laughs> Episode two hundred and twelve. First <laughs> time we've you? got off topic. Uh, honestly, first yeah. time we've got off topic, and since. I mean, I think it happened in episode six a little bit, but we've corrected it. Um, what is up, Soccer Thread? I just had a debate in my public speaking class about what sport has the best sporting event. He says he chose soccer, oh, of course. yes. What a great and debate. And he says, yeah. <laughs> I'm, of course, most people chose football, but they came up with some weak-ass reasons. Um, he's writing this email because it reminded me how much he misses going to the stadium and watching soccer in person. Yeah. Do you miss going to the stadium? Of course you do. Of course, both of you Timbers yeah. loving Timbers season ticket holder fans do. What do you miss about going to Providence Park? I, so there's, I just, I miss the whole day, right? Like it's not just being at the, at the park and being around the fans and like being at the game. It's just the buildup to the whole experience. So it's going out to the bar and having a few drinks before or eating dinner or um, just walking up to the stadium. Like there's a certain buzz that mm. you just don't get anywhere else. Uh, and that's any sporting event. Um, Ooh, any sporting event ever, ever. Providence Park is the best buzz walking up to the stadium. No, 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 no. Or, I'm just saying. You like, mean any in, sporting in, event has that buzz? Yeah, in general. Like I, you yeah. know, I, I lived in Chicago for a very long time, and like uh, Wrigleyville on a game day is, you know, yeah. entirely different than just Wrigleyville any other time. Yeah. It's it's still as drunken and, and disorderly, but there's a certain. Uh, blue hat that people wear yeah it, but it's there's like there's just like a, a buzz about it you know mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um and that i think is what i miss the most like i miss walking up to the stadium and like seeing people online and just seeing particularly providence park like it kind of pops up out of nowhere and just like walk it's not surrounded that's what i was gonna say it's not surrounded by uh parking lots so like walking you actually get this funnel feeling because all the roads yeah. are like coming in you're not like I mean, tailgating is cool too. Like that's a, a but it, it's thing, just yeah. different when there are no, right. Yeah. yeah I remember, uh, all of us, the three of us together, uh, walking to like places like Goodison is exactly the same. It's in the city. And I remember walking down those streets, um, from the, like a bar, whatever, maybe five blocks away. And when you're five blocks away, there's other people walking with you. And when you're two blocks away, it's like, well, now we're walking in the street because there's too many people for the sidewalk. Right. And when you're one block away, it's like... Then the road is actually closed, so you can walk yeah, in the street. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, and it's like... Anyway, back. Palmer, Very I cool. cut you off, though. No, so. no, no. That, I mean, it, you you said the things that I was going to say. Like that's, And I think that, that that's what uh, Pedro's getting to in this in this email, is that just the aura, right, that uh, is exuded from a from a stadium that, on a game night or a game day, even. Like... The lights coming on. I love walking out of a stadium, oh, yeah. and the lights are still on. So, like at post game, you'll like go and get a drink at a bar and like let people kind of go home and like get on the train. So it's clear like crowd or whatever, yeah. just clear out. And then walking out of the bar and the lights still on at night. That for me, there's there's just something about that that I just I love. I love an empty stadium light on 
post game. Just there's just you know something. they're in there like they're sweeping up the aisles. Yeah, they're, they're like uh, they're hard at work, but it's empty. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, I yeah. mean, just any any outdoor sport under the. I mean, I guess that's where the lights are. I mean, oh, I guess there's lights in arenas, but whatever. Uh, outdoors, nighttime, crisp air mm-hmm. under the lights is just that's how sport is meant to be. You know, yeah. like that's yeah. so good. I miss uh, riding the train to and from games. I really appreciate because I live, you know in beaverton so riding the train into portland it drops you off like right at the stadium uh it just has this very kind of like european or english feel like getting on the train going to the game other people like often like palmer said we'll meet up beforehand and grab some food or have a beer so it's like fairly early so the the train into the city is like it's mostly timbers fans but it's not like packed yet but everyone's like yeah we're we're gonna make an event out of this whole thing right Right? because like i know you're going to get food too and so am i and you're gonna have a beer and like it's just fun and then afterwards it's packed in there you're absolutely packed in it and that's fun too like especially if you win people are in a good mood packed in yeah i miss the train yeah i miss the uh um well, so the one thing with soccer, I think that's that this email made me think about this different than other sports is you watch every minute. Yep. In, in a lot of other games, obviously there's breaks or whatever, or just it's baseball. So like, who the fuck cares? Like, it's going to last three hours. I can't stare at this for three straight hours. Yeah. Baseball, um, you're just trying to figure out how to titrate your drunkenness. Exactly. And you're just like, just manage. <laughs> am I going to eat a yard of bratwurst today or am I not? What's the deal? <laughs> um, and... So, but with soccer, you're like going to pay attention for 45 straight minutes. Then you're going to go try to slam as many beers as you can. And then you're going to come back and do the same watch 45 straight minutes. Right. And, uh, and that's like, I love that rhythm. Like, I love that everyone in the stadium is like fucking paying attention. Yep. Um, and that leads to my next thing, which is that, um, in any sport, but I think it's the best in soccer, uh, when there's your your team scores or whatever hits a home run or whatever it is. Uh, and you start high-fiving people next to you and hugging people next to you who you have no clue who they are. And, you know, they spilled half their beer on you. You don't give a shit. You're yep. just like, let's fucking do this. We're going to the championship, baby. Yeah. This is the best night of my life. And, you know, it's just a game. Like, who cares? It's just... Yep. I mean, you're we're obviously... Laundry, but, yeah. We're obviously biased in this regard. But soccer also, that moment, like generally there's this build up to a goal right and you can kind of feel it and so there's a swell oh my god right? or yes. like in the old stadiums with the thumper seats yeah, yeah, right yeah. thump 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 yeah. everyone's standing up to right that anticipation whereas like baseball there are so many pitches and you can't tell from where you're sitting like what kind of pitch he's throwing and like if it you know so like if it's a home run it's like it's fast and you're up and you're cheer right yeah. but like soccer is there's a swell to it so like going back to the beginning of pedro's email where he's like debating about what is the best sport to go see live what's the best event like it's it's just so good the the just the, the movement of the game yeah. is so good for a crowd it's the, the drama flow. is it's, much better yeah it's the flow, the flow and it like yes like you feel like you can kind of see a goal coming like today's uh north north london derby the uh sun's first goal which we'll get onto and i'm i'm sure momentarily but uh, you could kind of feel it coming, like you could see the move, you could see the pass, and what? then even listening to like the announcers, you could you, the announcer was like, "What?" and like yeah, yeah, you yeah, get yeah. Every, and and then everyone in the stadium does that, right? But yeah, with things like with things like football or 
uh, baseball or even like Pedro mentions martial arts here. Like those things happen, bam, like hockey, right? And so there's not like a buildup or a flow. So it's like you can kind of see it happening, but with soccer, it's just like a collective like like breathe in and then let it all out when it all happens. And it's just the sound of a goal scored in a packed stadium is a sound that I just, I absolutely love. Um, And there, you know, there's like, like hot playoff hockey. I absolutely love watching with, with fans. Um, Even playoff baseball is there's a different atmosphere but like soccer atmosphere and like the the like Dan was saying like the groundswell that happens, yeah. In the the, build up the thumping of seats goal. thing, that the sun goal is exactly like the goal kind of goal that the thumping of seats happens. Yeah, like when he releases him down the flank, everyone on that side is standing up. Yep. Yeah. Immediately. Yeah. yeah. Right. Exactly. They're like, oh shit, something's gonna happen. Whether he's gonna he's in he's in he's whether he's gonna shoot this or he's gonna play a, a very dangerous ball across. This is a chance. Like he's still yeah. forty yards from goal, at fifty yards from goal when he picks up this ball. But this is a chance, and these next six seconds are going to be something. Right. Whereas a six seconds of a football play, you don't know when it starts. It's just like once the receiver catches the ball and the corner fell down, it's over. I mean, he's gone. And yeah, you stand up and cheer. But once you're standing up, there's no drama, right? It, it, that's the difference with soccer. Is like you first you stood up ten times. And guys got released down the side and they played a bad ball across or they took a bad touch or defender made a good play, whatever. But you had a lot of standing up and then being like, ah, oh, fuck. Right. Ah, oh, fuck. Right. To get that one. Uh, yeah. 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 So, yeah. God, it's good. Yeah. It's making me really. I know. Get fucking Make- hype for a game that doesn't exist. <laughs> uh, so- uh, Pedro, right. I hope you won that. I hope you won that debate. Yeah, you really won it in our hearts. Um, yep. And then he sends us another email about um, Ego becoming the official waffle of MLS. Um, I'm going to take this one myself. I'm not going to kick this to either of you. When I was a kid, me and Keevan went to a lot of Milwaukee Rampage games. I remember going one to one for my birthday, bringing the whole crew, piling in the minivan. Milwaukee Rampage was A-League, so um, the USL of its day. Um, Brian McBride played there. And... Uh, the corner kicks were sp- sponsored by Keebler, the Keebler elves. Uh, they threw out cookies and like little Dunkaroos every time there was a corner kick. So the fact that Ego is the m- official waffle of MLS, like it's just, it's perfect for me. I'm loving it. I'm it's, it's nostalgic and I'm, I'm thrilled about this. I, I will take no other, uh, you know, opinions. This is only a good I thing. I mean, I'm fine with this. Well, it's just sad. Read the read the. We quote. were in. We <laughs> just imagine he- hearing this during a game. Uh, Ego, the official waffle of MLS, probably presents your starting eleven. The, that's exactly what it's going to be. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's great. They need to come except up the with starting what... eleven is probably already sponsored. Yeah, like, probably somebody sponsors the starting. That's what I'm saying. It's like they're going to get the corner kicks, and that's yeah, that's fine with me. That is what American soccer is to me, and like I get that. When we go to Europe and we tourist soccer, uh, that Everton doesn't have their corner kick sponsored by a cookie company. But that's, I mean, that's that's not, I mean, that (laughs) is not true, right? They're not like announcing like at 
Old Trafford, they're not like it's another corner kick. Don't forget, they're not, folks, yeah, like uh, these corner Las kicks. Vegas. This corner kick is brought to you by Vintners. Uh, <laughs> they should though. <laughs> uh, but like, there's there's marketing all over the the pitch, right? Like, if think about the last time you saw a, a soccer team that didn't have a brand sponsor on the front of their kit. Right, yeah, like Barcelona, we could think of ten years ago. Uh, yeah, and we could think of uh, um, Colorado Rapids a while ago. Well, because they couldn't get one. Because they couldn't get one, right? <laughs> but how how weird did that look? Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. So, and like most uh, most leagues around the world have more percentage of their kits sponsored than MLS. Yeah, and well, you got you and got, also you got uh, advertising boards all over the pitch. You have those weird like carpets uh, that are right at the at the touchline or whatever. By so, the way. My advertising thing of the week was uh, in this United game, I noticed the West Ham Man United game. Man United has Kohler, Wisconsin. You know, they have Kohler, the brand, on their yeah. sleeve. Yeah. And then this one, uh, I think it was at West Ham. Yeah, at West Ham. And they, they were one of their around-the-pitch sponsors was Milwaukee Tool. And I was just like, fuck yeah, Wisconsin. Get in there. Southeastern Wisconsin. Coming hard. With two ads in this, in this English game. <laughs> I was like... Coming from ninety miles apart or whatever, like fuck yeah, it was southeastern Wisconsin. So we're international. Baby. I mean, I'm trying to look up really quickly. It's very possible, also, that the Premier League has an official waffle sponsor. Oh, I mean, that would not surprise Hook me. Hookah pies right? is probably the official pie of Hook the Premier pies, League, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, so anyway, but yeah. it is funny. I mean, I love it all. Fine, get the money. Why wouldn't you? That's what it's all about. Yeah, yeah. fine. The entertainment is only there to sell sponsorships so spell, sell spell, waffles like, and then the waffles more waffles equals more designated players whatever you know it all comes back <laughs> one to one oh, it's a one to one correlation buy the waffles people buy the waffles all right that's it for emails uh soccer thread at gmail.com hit us up uh good job this week send us waffles um I had a random thought this week. I did not send it as an email, but I'm sneaking it into the email section. Dear Soccer Thread, uh, I was watching soccer this week and watched a goalkeeper kick the ball two yards to a defender who then thumped it upfield. <laughs> Couldn't figure out exactly what the benefit of that was, but it made me wonder, does that mean that the goalie then like, doesn't have to be good at distribution? Does it take away from the advantage of having a goalie that's good at distribution with this, uh, you know, kind of uh, evolution of the goal kick rules. Yeah, I mean, I think it slightly does, but only slightly. I think like the biggest uh, advantage you get from having a keeper good at distribution is done quickly, right? Where he collects a ball, probably not off a save, probably like, you know, a through ball that went too far. And just like quickly puts it down at his foot and hits it 60 yards on a line to a winger who's in a bunch of space. Right. And that's not, doesn't have on the goal kick anyway. Like what's the difference between one keeper in the premier league and another on a goal kick? Like, I don't know. They can all hit it fucking 80 yards. They're all phenomenal in that regard, but like some are more accurate than others, I guess. But you know, the difference between, I don't know, whatever it is, Tim Howard kind of, average and ederson great is not the goal kick it's the game with the feet like in between in the run of play the run or of taking play. quickly yeah, or whatever exactly, it is yeah. yeah yeah 
This also made me wonder, and I think we'll save this for uh, next week. So email us at soccerthread at gmail.com. Um, but is the natural progression of this kind of, cause we now have the, the goal kick where the goalie doesn't have to kick it outside of the 18. So it's just like a little bit more of a natural, like, uh, put back, put the ball back into play. Right. It's not like this very situation. just formalized. Yeah. 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 Like, Oh, the rule is like, you just, you just kick it and it's fine. Like kick it to whoever, wherever it's fine. It's just like a free and, kick basically. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the, well, now the, um, kickoffs are the same, yeah. right? It doesn't have to go forward. It can go anywhere. And that means yeah. you don't have to have two guys to take it. You just have one guy. Made me wonder if the natural progression of free kicks, goal kicks, uh, kickoffs is just to let the team that has it just dribble, which I think they do in like lacrosse and maybe field hockey. You just like, you, it's your possession. You have the ball there. Like, go ahead. Yeah. And like every, um, uh, pickup game ever. Right, like yeah, right, yeah, like foul. Let's play. You yeah, just, just go. It's your yeah. ball now. Yeah, it goes out. Just take it. Um, yeah, I totally agree with this. I, actually, on the goal kick, is like you're going to start seeing. I think, especially with your point, is like keepers who are good at distribution, that you might see a defender come back there and like touch it off to him. Right, like just roll it a yard, and then the keeper will have ball at feet and do whatever he wants. You know, dribble five yards yeah. and then play a ball, and after if that becomes like a thing they'll be like well this is stupid to have have to have a center back run back here touch a ball at a half a foot and then have a keeper you know walk it out uh and they'll just let the keeper walk it out i think yeah i mean i think that might so, given the pace of change in fifa that might take 15 years but <laughs> like i think that's that's where we're headed the game long term yeah sure that makes sense but they, I mean, but FIFA does change rules in ways that are not insignificant, right? The passback rule. Yeah, for sure. The, the kickoff rule. Like, these rules happen. So uh, if you have ideas about rules that should be changed, this dear is, listener, this email soccerthread at gmail.com. This is what I want to hear. Yeah. yeah. I want to hear, Especially, I yeah, wanna hear like, I want you to think of, uh, the reason why we didn't talk about this this weekend is because thread, the text thread went absolutely wild this weekend. On, we couldn't do it without Mike. On, yeah. We couldn't do that. We could not do this without Mike. But we did like small rule changes, and then it morphed into insane rule changes. But small rule changes that would make like the old head soccer uh, lovers go absolutely insane to be like, "Oh, yeah. this is against the spirit of the game." Whatever. And like, yeah, like don't write us in and be like, "I'd get rid of VAR." Right. Like, no. Yeah. Yeah. We, like, we understand you get rid of VAR, like, but whatever. Like, 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 for example, like. Five subs versus three, right? Like that's where we started with the conversation. Exactly. Yeah, and I'd be yeah. okay seeing that. But yeah. old heads are like, "Oh no, this is against the spirit of the game." Da da da. Uh, what would be some rule changes that you would like to see? Just small tweaks. And if you want to get wild, get wild with it. Uh, both. We want. We want. Do both. We want to hear your. We want to hear your answers. But yeah, you only get yep. one. You gotta like. You can't be like, I changed the game completely. This is now that. This is now that. No, like you get one. And then that is now soccer. Like, right. Did that, did you, which you, you did this one thing, you changed this one rule. Is it a better game? If I, so, we love it. It doesn't matter if it's not the same soccer we know. If it emphasizes it's a better other, game, if it uh, emphasizes other qualities, like maybe um, Peter Crouch is now like, very desirable and is, is the best player in the world. And Messi sucks. <laughs> like, I don't know. Everyone what, can use hands. Yeah. I think I think one of the rules I'm gonna just like 
peel back the curtain a little bit. Love one it. of the rules was uh, a one player on your team can use their hands one time a game. Yep. <laughs> Just once. Just once. They get one. I can't remember if that one you got to tell the other team who was your handballer or not. You no. got to keep that in your pocket. Like wave a, no, of... it was just just like one person could use their hands once a game, and that would be it Eat from any team. But like you only didn't have one to person... declare it before. Right. You didn't have to declare it before. Right. The declaring yeah, before was a, a football tackler. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. But no, but yeah, you don't have to declare it before. But it's, I love the idea of this one too. It's like oh, we're gonna get into this. We just said we weren't gonna get into. It, but... <laughs> just let it be. Let no. it be. Let it be. So I. I have a thing that I think is not super wild that like I have a right answer for like what rule change should happen. Uh, then send so, it to soccer thread at gmail.com. Yeah, exactly. So I ha- I have my answer listener beat it. Beat my answer. Cause <laughs> Ooh, I've got to go love it. <laughs> See if you can the mighty Dan yeah. Schrader. See if you can beat him. The, it's, it's going to be t- you know, difficult. It, it's like, reminds me of that. Uh, when Ben Stein's money show it was like, Oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, man. Um, Barcelona turns out this week in some financial trouble. Palmer and I failed to read this article. Colin, uh, legal department of the thread. Can you take us through Barcelona's current issues? Yeah. Colin's uh, going to tell yeah. us what the article was about. And then because we didn't read it, we'll definitely tell you how we Yo, feel his, about this article. Give us the analysis, the hard hitting <laughs> analysis. Um, yeah, it's basically, so the interim president of Barcelona who used to be like the, I don't know what his title was, but like financial expert of Barcelona uh, is basically like, we're in financial peril, like we're in ruins, which is like, isn't that, wasn't that on you? Wasn't that your job? Yeah. Like the past five years, but he's like, yeah, under this president who's now out, Bartomeu, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly, but um, like we basically, they can't play the players. Um, some player salaries are deferred. Like they're 160 million euro, I think in the hole on player salaries and Camp No is literally crumbling. Like they need to fix things that are like literally pieces of it are falling. Unclear if they could put uh, whatever it is, 95,000 people in there right now, like safely. Um, and he's saying like, look, we should have sold Messi. Basically, he's throwing the old president, his former boss under the bus saying, you know, we, you know, he walks this back later in an interview saying, oh, it's a different footballing decision is blah, 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 blah. I'm not saying we should have sold Messi, but he's saying, look, if we had sold Messi, um, we wouldn't have these problems, not only because of, and really the way he's, he, he says that and he, he puts himself like, does the thing where he digs himself a deeper hole where you're like, aren't you supposed to be like yeah. an <laughs> executive professional at making these kind of like things? But he's like, uh, we should have sold Messi, and then he says it's it's not it's not because of what the money we would have made with him. It's because of his salary, which is eighty million euros a year, and it's like so different than like the next guys is like whatever, ten million a year. And he's like, we need to get rid of his salary. Basically, that like we can't pay Messi's salary, which just puts you in a no position to resign Messi. Um, yeah. So yeah, so if you thought Messi was going to resign a Barca deal, like. It looks really unlikely at this point. Um, Barca's basically saying that we can't afford this guy. Um, and we and he's going to walk on a free this summer. And right? he's going to walk on. I mean, and he can sign oh. in January, right? He can sign He can sign a pre-agreement in January. So starting, I think starting January 1, uh, you know, start up the fucking transfer. Every 
episode of the Soccer Thread podcast. We're just going to piss Palmer off by talking Man. rumors about Messi and uh, where he's going to sign next. Man City. Minnesota. I mean, United. Yeah, Pep just Pep's back on that Manchester City until 2024. Come mm-hmm. on. We all know where he's going. I mean, PSG, Neymar wants him there. You know they got the money. 80 million is nothing to them. So, yeah, we'll see. But uh, I think those are the only two like reasonable destinations or a lot like I mean, I'm I still, saw him photoshopped. I saw him photoshopped into a Real Madrid kit this week. Yeah, that was exactly oh. what I was going to say. Like that's the one I want. I still that's still the be one amazing. I want. It'd be so good. Like, oh, Barcelona are in peril, trouble, blah, blah, blah. And he just goes to Madrid and is just God, like, fuck that you, be... and scores eight goals against them. Fucking shit. That would be insane. But, uh, yeah, what do you say, Palmer? Is this is this Messi's fault? Like, I, no. I mean, he didn't, like, they haven't done shit in Champions League in the past five years. Like, that's, there's money there. Uh, is that where, the, is this, that? Whose whose fault is this? Like, how do you end up with the greatest player of all time, and your club is falling apart? Well, whose fault I, is this? I Someone mean, has to be to blame. You can't be like that's bad luck. I mean, you can't you can't blame it on Messi. Like, what the fuck? What is Messi gonna do? Like, the these guys keep paying him the money, and they continue to, you, you know, maybe he should win the Champions League, sign a contract. Well, that's not. I mean, his job is to win a win a Champions League, right? Yeah, but and like, he didn't in the last five years. He did. He made one semifinal. But it's everyone's I mean, job but to win the Champions League. That's but exactly. It's every time that you know, uh, Spurs didn't win a Champions League. Is it? Is that Harry Kane's fault? Is it Pochettino's fault? Uh, yeah. It's it's the front office. It's the front office's fault because what happened okay. when Spurs didn't win the Champions League and then they started losing. Uh, in in the in the Premier League, they got rid of Pochettino, right? Um, there's a sh- there's shelf lives for for players. There's shelf lives for coaches. There's um, and then there's ultimately there's shelf lives for for you know GMs and and whatever that whatever they are at Barcelona. But like uh, this is not Messi's fault just because he didn't win any in Champions Leagues. This this is poor management of budgets. Like if you're literally coming out and saying I can't pay this person's salary. Well, then maybe you shouldn't pay them that salary, right? Yeah. Or like no, get rid of them. There, there aren't salary caps except literally what you can afford. Yeah. yeah exactly. So like deal work within that salary cap. Yeah. If you can. Are you, you doing? so like if I went and bought a Ferrari, right? Uh, it's and, Ferrari's fault for sen- for yeah. yeah are you gonna be like uh, and and now I'm like I can't pay the uh the bills on this ferrari this is way too expensive yeah. i love driving it uh mm-hmm. it's gotten me it's gotten me a lot of looks um i'm like famous in portland now because i drive this ferrari around portland um but i can't pay for it are you gonna look at me and say damn that ferrari dealer really did you dirty it is this <laughs> no it's not fault. even the dealer it's not the deal it's the car right <laughs> blame <laughs> the, the car, car. <laughs> Yeah, that car's a bad apple. That that Ferrari is doing you dirty. No, I mean for me, it's it's the fact that all right. So six in the top six uh, most expensive transfers all time, Barcelona has three: Uh, Usman Dembele, Antoine Griezmann, Philippe Coutinho is the third most expensive transfer of all time at 
145 million euros. Yeah, that's just bad business. Coutinho has not done shit for them. Right. He, and how has Liverpool done since they sold him for 145 million euros? Yeah, exactly. What did Liverpool turn that into? Um, you know, VVD plus probably three other guys. Right? Do you feel like do you feel like that that I mean, I I just I just got off of the like don't blame Messi for Barcelona's issues, but like do you think that the the transfer costs uh so for like Coutinho, like if Barcelona wants Coutinho, yeah. They have to assume that if a world-class club like Barcelona wants a player like Coutinho, he must be worth X amount of money. So we have to somehow, or did they get in like a bidding war or did they just try to like drive up this guy's price? You know what I'm I saying? I mean, I think like, it's bad business. I think it's bad business, right? But like, like with so, the tag of Barcelona, does yeah, that no, I mean I have huge wages? Oh well, definitely. Yeah, you're definitely paying more wages if you're Barcelona than like the they same inflate, guy. They inflate the cost on themselves right. because yes, of who yes, they are. Yes, yes, but I mean that's true across all these super clubs, right? But like if you look at Barcelona versus Real Madrid, Real Madrid, who have this reputation as being um, the Galacticos, whatever, like stars. That's their whole thing is stars. Um, they have three guys in the top eleven. But one is Cristiano Ronaldo in 2009. And like, fine, like you fucking bought Ronaldo. That's good business. Great yeah. business, right? Another is Gareth Bale, which debatable, right? But one of two Champions League. One of two Champions, Champions, Champions League stuck yep. a lot, st- was there a long time. And the other is Eden Hazard. You know, we'll see. Uh, but all three of those guys cost less than all three of the Barca guys I'm talking about. And if you then go from those three guys on Real Madrid's list, the next one down at 22 is Zinedine Zidane. Yeah. Like 2001. 2002. 2001. Yeah. And obviously he's fucking Zidane. Like it was great business. And then you get to guys like James and um, I'm trying to think who else is that? Morata, whatever, like Kaká, who are are like down here, which was the same way Man City does business to be fair. Right. They buy a lot of guys kind of in this. Yeah, there's their Riyad Mahrez. Yeah, Riyad Mahrez, whoever. I mean, Raheem Sterling, right? It got him early. He's 43rd on this list, right? Mm. So they, yeah, they know they're going to pay a lot, but um, they're not buying the cream of the, cr- like, at the inflated price, right? They know they inflate the price, so they need to go find the value elsewhere. You can't just buy the hottest guy in the market this year, every year, which is basically what Barca have done the past three years. Those three guys I mentioned are successive years, 2017, 18, and 19. And they basically fucking play the same position, yeah. right? Well, And then this year, Serginio Dest. So it's four <laughs> years, the the hottest guy in the market. Yeah. But you know, you get my point. It's like you can, you can be a team with infinite resources and still – do good business. But yeah, so then so then my question is like so they had these massive transfers uh and so like if you look at the Coutinho deal you would look back on that and say Liverpool won because they were able to yeah, they got paid a, sure. a ton of money to to offload Coutinho. Mm-hmm. Uh they could get Coutinho back now for like right, you know, like they would lose money on this on that investment, 60? right? Yeah. But so like so my question is then like 
I don't often hear, I mean, maybe I'm not paying, I don't pay that much attention to transfer rumors, obviously, but you don't often hear like <laughs> players leaving Barcelona, right? For an X amount of money. Like, I guess the only Neymar? one you hear, Neymar. Well, Neymar? yeah, but that's like, okay, so that's the one, right? And it, that yeah. was a huge, that was a huge transfer, right? Yeah. But then there's like kind of smaller, you know, like. Guys age out. The Riyadh Because it's, it's like, it's Javi. Right. The guys that leave Barcelona age out. It's, it's Javi, it's Dani Alves, it's Iniesta. They go like some foreign spot. Mm-hmm. They're not like, they're not selling guys between Do you know why 24 and 32. Right. I can tell you exactly why this is, right? This is not a fucking mystery, guys. It's because they're on crazy wages. They can't. You can't sell a guy. They can't get him anywhere. They can't yeah. get him anywhere. Like, like yeah. Rakitic, whenever he was there, which I like the player, but they couldn't, they can't move, or Vidal, they couldn't move those guys because they're on huge wages. Yeah. So that player has to agree to new terms and no one else will pay him the same wage. They're like, no, nah, I'm going to stay here and make $250,000 a week and yeah. play for Barcelona. Right. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Barcelona, club mismanaged. Mismanagement, yeah. It's- Amazing. Uh, let's talk about some of the soccer that happened this week. We've got a few minutes left. Champions League. Uh, nice week in the Champions League for uh, Americans. A lot of guys getting playing time. And basically all the Americans threw, uh, except Tyler Adams still, still has some work to do. But uh, Dest is through. Uh, Pulisic is through. Weston's through. Um, just uh, just add, it, add it to the list of the, the golden age for this uh, for American soccer. Yeah. That's it. Um, PSG beats Manchester United three to one. Uh, Ole, where are they in the domestic table? Like Fifth, Manchester United. Yeah, I mean we'll get on to Arsenal, I guess. But like United is not. They just seem like they're going nowhere. Domestic, the whole thing. Like, is Ole still doing anything, Palmer, or is it time for uh, United? I, you know, he had like a weird starting eleven. Um, against West Ham uh, on Saturday too, where he like rested a lot of players. Uh, Rashford came Who off then the came bench. in and won the game for him. Right? Yeah, exactly. Right. So like he made he makes these changes and um, you know, it seemed as though he was like looking at West Ham and be like, oh, this is just going to be a recoup game and like if we lose, we lose. But then they come in and 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 they win. But they looked like shit in the first half. They looked really bad in the first half. Um. I did not get to catch the second half, but uh, I don't. I I have no idea. I can't figure out the Oli. Uh, I think Oli's done experiment. a great job. The Oli's done a great job at uh, lowering the expectation a little bit, and then like doing the thing. I can't remember who this was. Was it Mourinho? We were talking about doing this at United. We were like just doing enough to win, get his job back. Every time he kind of like fall down a little bit, a couple. They'd go win. Boom, 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 yeah. boom. Win a few, and then they're like, oh, uh, yeah, or slide he would, down a little bit. He would win, win, a win like a Europa League. Uh, yeah, trophy. like yeah, or yeah. just like beat a big club or whatever yeah. it was. Like have one impressive game. You'd be like, right. wow, they're really coming into form. Can't fire him now. <laughs> like I feel like that's always always thing right now. He just, it's so, I mean, I think that's actually maybe why he's still around is because he's doing such a good job of kind of just soaking up that pressure pressure and lowering the bar a little bit yeah. that like, as long as they can hold on to him, it's going to make it easier for the next manager, basically. <laughs> and that, in, like in the long run, yeah, might totally. actually be to the benefit of the club. So like, 
You know, like, uh, as long as we're not getting absolutely crucified by the fans or whatever, like, we'll keep them around as long as we can manage it. And, and like, then it's a little bit like uh, Chelsea maybe a year ago, too. Like, uh, it's a bunch of young guys. The pieces maybe don't fit. Like, last year it was Frank who we kind of gave this free pass to. And it's like, okay, maybe in 12 months or I don't know how many months really the plan is at United. But, like, you can see that it's not. It's not quite there, and and some of the, um, some players are, are uh, position by position. There is quality, and then lack of quality, and so are, you can be like, okay, are we seeing you know, just like a a change in expectations of of United? Like, I mean, are, I think that exactly what I just said: quality and then lack of quality. Like, yeah. I don't think you said that under Ferguson. Like, he figured it out. Like, right. maybe he was thinking two steps ahead, but you never said it on those teams like. Oh man, they're really suspect here or there. Like, even when those players might not have actually been that good, like um, the fucking De Silva brothers who played at fullback, like those guys are actually are not that good. Mm-hmm. But under Ferguson at United, they papered over those cracks and it didn't matter. And it seemed like they were fine and they won titles. And you didn't say those guys suck. Like, and, and you need a really good manager to do that. Yeah, Ole Gunnar is United. Not that. United can't. I mean, they're still, I think, by certain metrics, the biggest club in the world. Like, they can't decide that they're okay with seventh in the domestic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just can't. They can't. They. Well, I mean, they're they're just they're leaving too much on the table. They're in the Champions League now. You know, like they're they're competing in the Champions League. A a three-one loss to PSG is. I I think a three-one loss to PSG is probably on the level that they're currently at. Like if they yeah. would have beat PSG, we would be we would be like, what the fuck is going on with PSG, right? Yeah, probably. That's fair. I mean, PSG what made the final last year? They're, they're, yeah, yeah. Are you crazy. Yeah. You're saying that. Yeah. Did, um, and but United still like they went out and got Pogba. That was a couple of years ago, you know. But like, it's not like they're not spending either. It just feels like it's not. Yeah, they got almost it. like they're just dormant right they're like no we're st- we're still a big bear but like we'll just get through the season we need a little time to build something yeah. whatever like i just i'm not a united fan but like <laughs> i i also don't want them to just be like we're okay being everton yeah you know like yeah it's, that would just they don't spend sad. like they're everton so yeah why right. should they be yeah well, right right um, Real Madrid with a little work left to do in their Champions League group. Uh, although the way that some of the results went, now they're like, it's in their own hands, I think. They yeah. just have to win on the final day. They'll probably get through, and it'll be kind of a lot of uh, gnashing of teeth for nothing. Um, does this format for the Champions League... And there's also, I guess I should say, um, there's been some rumblings recently about a change in Champions League format um, in like 2020 three or four or something like multiple years down the line, they're starting to plan for it. They're talking about changing the group stage. Um, Colin, do you think that this format is too forgiving to teams like Real? Uh, Do you think there are formats out there that would be more exciting? Yes. Uh, 100%. Yes. Yes. Sign me up. I, this format is very fair. I will give it that. Like you play home and home, you play everybody else, even amount of times like that. It has its redeeming qualities. That's not what you asked me. You asked me, is there formats that are more exciting? 
Absolutely there for Mr. Mork saying this format is pretty boring, right? And if you can like, think of a better format for the uh for UCL email us. Write us in. Yep. <laughs> uh because the format like the format you're referring to is like put everybody in one group, play like ten other random teams, see who's at the top of the table, you guys go to the knockouts, basically. And that's like more fun. Like you're gonna get every game matters kind of more and um yeah, I mean, it's not as fair because everybody doesn't play the same competition, blah, blah, blah. But you don't – you get more, I think, as a fan. Like if you're you're a fan of one of these teams, if you're a Spurs fan, right, you don't just get drawn into one group and you're like, all right, well, we played Madrid twice. That's um, two games against a big team. No, you're going to get Madrid once and then you're going to get Barca once and then you're going to get Inter once and – Dortmund once and then six games against teams that are kind of like meh and you got to win those six that are against meh teams and you're going to four like that's pretty cool like that's more entertaining um and or, so good no and, and I mean well, I was going to say another format that's not just kind of like random like that but uh, one of the ideas that's been tossed around is something called the Swiss system oh, yeah you which love is, this. this is great what the uh, this is absolutely phenomenal yeah uh, apparently a lot of chess tournaments are based on this idea. So you take the teams, you have them all play, and then it's it's essentially like, you know how uh, double elimination tournaments, you lose a game, you go into the loser's bracket, but then you can work your way back into the final. Mm-hmm. It's that kind of idea, except there are new brackets for every round. So it just keeps like bifurcating. So you just keep segmenting and the winner stays at the top and you, you win and you win and you win and you win. So if you have eight rounds and you win all of them, you end at the top, right? Yeah. And if you have eight rounds and you lose all of them, you're at the bottom because you slide down and down and down. But then all the interesting stuff is happening in the middle. Yeah. Uh, and you end up towards the end of the rounds with teams that have like mostly won most of their games or mostly lost most of their games. So they're all competitive. And then if you figure like the top half is going through and it's playing for seeding in the knockouts, all those games, Every single one of those games matters at the end. Yeah. And then like the between half and three quarters is all fighting for Europa League. Those games all matter too. Right? I, look, and then, this is like, a great fucking system, Dan. This it's, all, it's phenomenal. It's like mathematically perfect. That system. This, yeah, it's it's never going to happen because <laughs> oh. you need to plan in advance, right? Where's the corruption? <laughs> the there's zero works. room for corruption in this come on it's true. It's there's no pots there's no things pulling out of the thing come on it's true. get out of here with this we need the corruption uh, this is a great point too but the reason it's not going to happen even corruption aside which is a stupid thing to say when FIFA's involved or UEFA's involved <laughs> but even corruption aside is because you need to plan in advance and like in that situation the results of the last game tell you who you play next the whole time and that means like you have to figure out where you're on you a one week cycle week. of like yeah yeah but and they, they'll never do that like that's just then yeah it's not gonna happen so um but that's like the best that is fucking as a fan at, for fairness all that all those reasons perfect that's why they do it in chess where there's no venue right um but i think there are many creative and non-creative systems where they could be better than the group stages now because Madrid can basically shit the bed this whole group stage and because they are a team who has a high UEFA coefficient they are playing the other teams in their group are not very good 
And so yep. you don't Ferenc have to play Veroz. your best to get through. You can play pretty badly by your standard and get through. Yep. And you, all that matters is like now they'll get a they'll be probably second in the group, maybe not even, but probably second in the group, and they'll have to play um, somebody who won their group. Like big fucking deal. Like it's it's just not enough of a penalty. Doesn't make anybody care enough. Palmer in the Premier League this weekend, uh, Tottenham with a pretty convincing win over Arsenal. We, you know, we gotta let you get to this. Yeah, we've not left a lot of time for Premier League domestic stuff, That's but right. I see the sun shining over your head. I mean, what a fucking day today, guys! What a day! <laughs> <laughs> I. I mean, it was really, it was more of just a, a great fucking 45 minutes, to be honest. The the first half, they just kicked the shit out of Arsenal. Arsenal is bad. Arsenal is really bad. Uh, I think I saw a stat today where uh, Son, who scored the first goal, has scored 10 goals on the year. Uh, Harry Kane has 10 assists on the year, so I think that... Uh, link up is happening um, pretty well and, and consistently. Uh, How many of those are to Sun? Uh, I mean, it's got to be. Seven. I would say like ten out of the ten. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, the so and Arsenal's only scored scored ten goals this year total. So Hungman Sun is outscoring all of Arsenal. Uh, and so. I I mean we talked about Sun's goal earlier when we talked about like just the uh, pure exuberance of of fans. Um, this goal was amazing. If I'm not going to do it justice describing it, um, Harry Kane's goal late in this in the uh, first half uh, was. Let me call Harry. Smith, the thing special. I love about Harry, yeah, Harry Kane's goal. So Colin loves a like low angle banger over the goalie's yeah. uh, shoulder. I, the way I think about it in my head when I'm scoring this goal, when I'm dreaming at night is you have no angle. So you're like, fuck it. I'm just going to hit this as hard as I can. And yeah. when you, when anyone does that, it doesn't go uh, six inches off the ground. It goes head height and above. <laughs> and so when you're like, fuck this, I'm going to hit it as hard as I can. It bah! goes by the keeper's ear or it goes just under the bar or whatever. Oh, smack, uh, smack but what I loved about ball. this goal. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, it's Sun with the assist mm-hmm. and the way that he faints to the middle of the box with the ball as he's laying it off for Kane behind him is like, it's very subtle, but uh, I'm basically big upping myself for even noticing this. But um, <laughs> it's like, like, it's just so nice because he takes the entire, like the entire defense shifts off. Right. And it just opens that space for Kane to be able to play in. Uh, Son is a hell of a player. That's all. Yeah. That's really what I, I'm trying to say. They and they have, the thing they is, is though, is that they have like, uh, Hoiberg uh, was man of the match today. Um, who was just kind of like a workman's, yeah, midfielder, Good. like just put in a a great shift, and he and he did that. And Los Celso is putting in great shifts, and uh, and Domele, who didn't even make the team, and I don't know why that maybe there might be a little drama there, but uh. He's been fantastic this year. Um, uh, Bergwijn started and played really, really well and has been great and is starting to kind of like fit into this team. Um, Gareth Bale is 
not even seeing the pitch, which is bizarre. So, I mean, he's playing. Yeah, he's playing what's that Champions about? League. I don't know. I was going to ask you guys this. Like, what? Like, I mean, it's nice to have him back, but like, can he even play himself into this into the squad right now? Like, I, is he fully healthy? I, so that's my kind of question: is that like he's. He's he's been playing in the in the Champions League. He started in Champions League on Thursday, and I don't know if it's just like load management, like if Mourinho's just trying to man manage and saying like you're going to be our Champions or our uh, UEFA League. I keep saying Champions League. You're going to be our UEFA League guy, and maybe we'll play you like 15 minutes if that's it. And if that's if he's cool with that, that's great. Like whatever. Um, I just kind of wonder what his what his thought process is, right? Um, I got a question. Yeah, go Palmer. Ahead. Uh, what position are Spurs on the table? They're number one. They're number yeah, one. So top of the league. Why? What are you trying to fix here exactly? Well, I'm not. I'm not trying to fix anything. <laughs> I, what I'm trying to do is prevent the the late season drama where everyone eventually yeah. is going to have the meltdown. Right? Like where? What do you mean? Mourinho is an excellent man manager. <laughs> his teams. His teams never go down in balls of fire. Right. Players are always happy. Yeah. No, I mean, I get, yeah, I get that. I think, I think it's just a case. Yeah. I agree with you that like Bale in some ways, uh, can't get himself in the first team right now. Yeah. But I mean, like, you know, also I think that, uh, this was sent to either the thread or the text thread where, uh, the Christmas period is coming up. And so the average length between, games is like two and a half for spurs yeah whereas liverpool has four and klopp will probably complain about that um and so is it load management like is he just saying like you're gonna be our guy during christmas and you're gonna get all the starts and well just like like, um fucking probably this time of the season last year lucas mora was like oh i don't know who's lucas mora but it was just two years ago and then he scored the big goals in the champions league and right like it's gonna come from other places like you can't just be like, okay, that, we're gonna just ride and die with Son and Kane are gonna score all our goals all year, and that's all we need, and we're yeah, good. A, yeah. Get out of here! Like somebody's gonna get hurt, somebody's gonna go through a rough spell, and you're gonna have Gareth Bale to pick up the pieces instead yeah. of, I don't know, whatever Jansen or whatever, yeah, Roberto Soldado or whatever it was in the past, right? And right. that's gonna be great, and that's what big clubs do, right? Like that's a lot of what separates the top whatever six big spenders from yeah um wolves yeah. or and, whoever and we right? didn't i mean we didn't need him there was no need to put bail in this game it was like yeah. we scored we were up 2-0 at half and 2-0 at halftime for Mourinho is like park that, park that bus right even Done. though we've yep. we've been giving up leads lately uh we gave a 3-0 lead up to West Ham in like the last 5 minutes of the game but uh, I'm. I was a little nervous in the at the beginning of the first half. The first ten minutes of the first half, I thought Arsenal probably could have scored twice. Uh, Hugo made a couple good Arsenal. saves, um, but they're Arsenal. Um, and you know, Ars- Arsenal TV. That bus Ars- was Arsenal TV is giving me life right now. Like just this, this, this is great. <laughs> Top of the league, and Arsenal is fucking sixteenth. It's great. Arsenal's got to be Arteta. It's got to be on thin ice. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, Manchester United sitting in six and not being happy about it. Like, Arsenal, 
flirting with relegation? Come on. It can't be a safe spot for Arteta. Yeah. I mean, uh, I'm stealing this, but this is why I put this on the run order. Is that like, this can be the last thing and you can close it up, Dan. Uh, that like two or three weeks ago, we made fun of the fact that a bunch of teams were in like 12th, 13th, 14th. I think it was Arsenal and the two Manchester clubs. Um, yeah. Those two Manchester clubs are now fifth and sixth. Arsenal is now 15th and Brighton is uh, in 16th with better goal differential better goal. and a game in hand. Like <laughs> they are fully in a relegate. Like they're, you know, just a bad week away from being in the relegation zone or like being right down there. Um, there's nothing about them that looks different than these other teams. And we're a quarter of the way into the season. We're over a quarter of the way into the season. It's not the first four weeks, five weeks, six weeks. Yeah. yeah. Is this really the, Arsenal now? The, ta- like, the tables are being published in the newspaper now. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so my question is like, is, is United really a team that's, you know, in the top five, six, like they didn't look great in that, in against West Ham, especially in that first half. Uh, and is Arsenal really this bad? Like, is this, are, are we to believe this shit? Arsenal or? is really this bad. They are not good. And I don't know where they're going to get the goals. It, like, the the goals have dried up. Lacazette doesn't look dangerous at all. Aubameyang doesn't look dangerous at all. I don't it's know where they're going to, yeah. I guess their their next most talented player is is uh Saka. Uh yeah, good. They're, but he's their good. next most talented player isn't in the Premier League squad. He got left out of the squad. <laughs> That's all year. Yeah. That's it. That, yeah. I mean yeah. it's I don't know. Like it is insane. They're they, they are they let bad. Olivier Giroud walk. He's scoring four goals in Champions yep. League games. Yeah, they are bad. They are not good. Bad. Arteta's uh it gotta be having trouble sleeping at night. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's a long pod. We gotta wrap it up. We did not even talk about, there's a U.S. men's national team game this week. Uh, all our big guns scored in Europe on the same weekend. That was fun. Uh, a lot of stuff that we would normally cover and get excited about, but too much other stuff to get excited too about. Too much rural change I love talk. That, <laughs> yeah. I love that. The one thing I love is that the, uh, this, that, uh, all our big guns stat is like, uh, the last time it happened that three guys scored in Europe, one of them was Gio Reyna's dad, Claudio Reyna. Hey, That's pretty fucking sweet. Man. That is cool. Flat circle. I would not have told you that Brian McBride and Jermaine Jones Jr. were scoring on the same weekend at any point in history. Yeah. Those are like separate timelines. Yeah, yeah. yeah. would yeah. not have been a guess. Yeah. In in, in Claudio is the same. Claudio is Brian McBride's timeline. Jermaine is a different one. He, he is. is yeah, he's younger, yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, amazing stuff. Uh, email us your rule change ideas. Yes. Email us. There was something else we said to email us about. Uh, just email U- UCL us. Email formats. us about anything. UCL formats. UCL formats. Uh, things that you love about going to games that you've missed. Yes. Like just everything. What you say us. when the guy comes to the door and you've ordered too much takeout? Kids, <laughs> kids, the chicken nuggets are here. Soccerthread at gmail.com. <laughs> Thanks, Cliff. Thanks, Cliff. <laughs> Thank you.
check, check, check your levels, peaky, peaky, it doesn't look like I'm peaking right now, was I supposed to prepare for this somehow, peaky blinders, guess what I, guess what I ate the other day, a bean and cheese and rice burrito, <laughs> I should get the run order up, huh? I forgot I haven't been recording that whole time. Jesus. Get my shit together. I'm on now. I'm on now. I'll try not to breathe into the mic as much this week. Bean <sighs> <sighs> and cheese and rice burrito. Oh, the Revs fan came. <laughs> so funny. I I've been recording. Sorry. Cliff is Cliff is gonna Cliff is gonna get a lot of a lot of outtakes. Uh, FIFA is corrupt. Barcelona is also corrupt. Cream. Three, two, one. Mmm.